0: The following is an Auburn Network production. Live from Auburn, the sports capital of Alabama, this is The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at espnau.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll-free at 888-382-7502 or email The Drive at
1: espnau.com. Hello everybody, welcome in. It is the Friday edition of The Drive. Hope everybody doing well. And uh yeah, it has is, it is not been not been a, a pretty Friday. I wouldn't say it hasn't been a nice Friday. It's been fine as far as, uh, you know, I haven't had any terrible problems or anything, but just sort of a nasty-looking uh, and feeling Friday. Not the way you want to go into a weekend. Not the way you'd like to go into spring break. But the weather's supposed to warm back up. supposed to be nicer over the next couple of days. Maybe this is just sort of a send-off. For everybody who's headed south or wherever you're headed for spring break, welcome into the Friday edition of the Drive, everybody. Bill here. Yeah, I, I was I was out the first three days this week, um, and uh, good to be back and and good to be back in the studio with with Coach Don. Don, Don, thanks for filling in while I was out too. I appreciate that.
2: No problem. Thanks for
1: having me. Oh, absolutely. I mean, so uh, um, we're here. There is a lot. You know the weather may not be nice, but there's still there's a lot to talk about and that is going on. We'll be keeping an eye on updates that we're getting from Auburn about um, scheduled events this weekend. I know earlier today, I had seen where baseball got was pushed back to seven. Let me see if I have uh, received anything. Haven't seen anything here over the last couple of hours. I, I mean, and and, and the rain does appear to be slacking up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's still maybe baseball this evening. Auburn and Yukon, start of a three game series. Um, we we will see. Not this is this is not the the perfect weather for baseball by any means. <laughs> but I swear this is the kind of weather that it seems like we always encounter at this time of year, which is the start of baseball and softball season. Right. Yeah, so so we'll, we'll let you know if there are any changes there. Uh, Auburn basketball has a big, and I mean really, really big, ball game tomorrow with Mississippi State coming in, a Mississippi State team that may be in the NCAA tournament. Auburn's in. Mm-hmm. Auburn's going to be in the tournament. But we, uh, we spent a little time with Bruce Pearl today, and he was asked about, um, you know, with with that loss to Tennessee and Auburn being two games back with three games to go, um, is the concern right now maintaining or assuring themselves a top four spot in the SEC to uh, to not have to play early on in the SEC tournament in Nashville? And Bruce said, honestly the concern right now would be to stay no lower, to drop no lower than a five seed in the NCAA tournament. Because if you're a four seed, you're the highest seed in that pod to get to the Sweet 16. Right. Because as a four, you'd play a 13, you'd play the five twelve winner. Mm-hmm. So if you win those two, you're in the Sweet 16. So, I mean, that the goal right now is to... Be in the best shape for the NCAA tournament to be able to advance to the second weekend. You know, if you drop to a five, then you're you're playing the 12 seed. And man, every year, I mean, without fail, 12s beat 12s are going to beat fives. Right. I mean, I'm not saying every time, but it's it's almost 50 50. Mm-hmm. 12s uh, over fives. So you'd love to stay on at least. The four line, if you can, and and Mississippi State quite a challenge. They beat Auburn in Starkville earlier this year. Uh, Tolu Smith was held. Auburn held Tolu Smith down, but uh, State's outstanding freshman guard, who may well be the SEC freshman of the year, um, that was one of his his first big game. That may have been his first start, because remember he'd been coming off the bench for them quite a bit. Uh, but he is in the starting lineup now, and you know uh, he just had, I believe, 34 against uh, Kentucky. The uh, um, you know in, in that tough loss that they had um, n- not too long ago. So you know, State's coming in right now with their offense playing as well as they have all year, and uh, defensively they've been one of the better teams in the Southeastern Conference. All year long, so um, so it'll be a, a big challenge for Auburn. Auburn needing to win to try to maintain their positioning for the postseason. Uh, meanwhile, Mississippi State wanting to you know if they could if they could pull off a season sweep of Auburn, that would be huge for them uh, as in in their bid to make it to the uh, to the NCAA tournament. So. Um, That coming up tomorrow afternoon at 3 o'clock. And um, we've got some audio from from Bruce Pearl. We'll we'll, uh, hopefully be able to let you hear. We can talk some football. There's some interesting football news today. The NCAA Rules Committee proposing some changes. Two of those rules uh, I've been hearing about and you know no surprise the third rule i hadn't heard about but i'm i, I have no problem with it and and great to have uh, don here to to get your thoughts the the first couple of rules proposals are something that have been toyed with for the last year or so and that is the communication in the helmet from sideline to the quarterback which the NFL has had and it was tested uh, at quite a few schools this past year. Yeah, in the bowl games, I right. think. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that. Uh, I guess
2: there won't be many uh, uh, signals being stolen again or spying on.
1: Well, no, I mean, that, that really that should. Uh, well, except for people that are smart enough technology-wise right. to be able Tap to in. to hack in and listen. Yeah, but
2: you're still going to have to single probably to the other, other position. So I don't know if that completely
1: eliminates, but I think it's a good rule. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. I I like that. I think, uh, I, I think it's good for the folks that like pace, too, right? Yes, you know, and yeah. tempo. Well, that will speed it up. Oh yeah. Whew. Uh, now the second is something along those lines. It will allow tablets, on the sidelines, for 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 coaches and players to be able to really see what has been going on or what they want to draw up right there. Yeah, uh,
2: that's another good rule. Uh. It gives you a chance when you go to the sideline for your position coach to show you what the front is, what's going on, why this happened, why it didn't happen. So I think that's a good rule too. You know, technology. Uh, I know the pros have been using it for a while, and uh, I think it's just another you know positive step in the right direction.
1: Uh, and and the third rule is something that uh, everyone who who follows you know pro football uh, just. Um, knows about and expects, and that's the two-minute warning. We're going to have a two – well, the proposal is, and I I doubt that this one's going to be voted down, a two-minute warning for college football. So uh, the final two minutes of the first half and of each half, Mm -hmm. the clock will stop either at two minutes or if a play exceeds it, just like it does in the NFL, it'll stop as soon as that play is over and there will be a timeout there at the two minutes.
2: Right, that's that's interesting.
1: I didn't even. I'm like you. I didn't know that was. Even I had on not the heard table. that that was being no. discussed. I mean, I understand I it. And yeah. one of the reasons, well, one of the reasons I'm sure that it's being put in there is because it's more commercial time. Right, more money. Yeah. Absolutely, <laughs> For sure. I mean, the games, the games moved a little quicker this year. Right, right. Without Less commercials. Question. Yep. So the games yep. were were shortened just a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so because the clock runs a lot more times than it used to, mm-hmm. so the two minute warning appears to be coming in as well. I was wondering when I heard about rules proposals. I thought, oh man, are they already going to jump in with a fourteen team playoff? yeah i I didn't hear that <laughs> well i mean i i have heard talk I of wouldn't it. be surprised now. Yeah. it seems like that's getting more and more steam. Yes, I've heard more in the last couple of days about yep. that yep yeah, yeah, so we will we'd love to hear from you. uh you can join us here on the Friday drive. Dan's got Troy women's basketball. So, and, and Drew is, uh, uh, he, he took an early spring break. He's headed down south into Florida. So I'm on the board today. So it's like, okay, you're not here for a couple of days. You can run the board. I, I You know, hopefully I, I think I've got it uh, fairly well down. I said, it's like riding a bike, except it hurts more now if I fall off because I'm a little older and more brittle. But, uh, but yes, here for hour number one, uh, we'd love for you to join in. Throughout the show, and you can give us a call on the drive hotline sponsored by Skybar. And that number is 334 321 1390. You can also, uh, well, I don't know if you can text us because Drew's usually texting, texting that, mm-hmm. uh, he's, he's checking the texts. So I'd say just call us because if you, if you text us, I don't know where I can check that number. But 334 321 1390, we'll go ahead and get to our first break just underway here on the Friday Drive. Welcome back into the drive here on this Friday afternoon, Bill. Coach Don, Dunn, and uh, yeah, something I, I heard uh, Jacob and Uncle T talking about, and looking forward to this. I mean, I was mentioning, you know, and and hopefully we'll we'll get a chance to let you hear some uh, some of the Bruce Pearl audio. We've got Butch, uh, got some Butch Thompson and Hugh Freeze audio as well that we could get to. But your calls come first. You heard the numbers 334-321-1390. That's the Drive Hotline, sponsored by Skybar. I'd love for you to join in. Speaking of joining us, though, uh, we've got big news, folks. Um, gonna gonna have a a, a doubleheader on the opening day of March Madness. As on the line and the drive, both going to be uh, on hand live at the Plaza Bar and Lounge, <laughs> tipping off the uh, March Madness. And look, the first weekend. Um, first weekend of March Madness is so good because there's basketball from 11 in the morning until midnight. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, we will be out there. Uh, Jacob and Uncle T will be out there. So that'll be 2 to 6 at uh, the Plaza Bar and Lounge, home of the Warburger, Thirsty Thursdays at the Plaza Bar. Never been more exciting than March 21st. So remember that first day of March Madness. They're going to have uh, beer bucket specials, all the tournament <laughs> games, dollar wings, and a whole lot more. So go ahead and put that on your schedule. Looking forward to that. I, I, lo- I love the first few days where you can be, where there you know two and three games going on, but right. there's always something. The only break you might ever get is around... Between five and six, when the ending of the early session uh, is wrapping up, and this and the the second session is just about to get started, that's about the only time there's not basketball from eleven in the morning to midnight.
2: Yeah, that that is a great time of year. Uh, I remember in college, uh, we didn't have all the stations we do now. You know, now we got. Like four stations, I think that. At oh one yeah, time, I mean, yeah,
1: TBS, True and TV true, and, you know, and, yeah. which you don't ever. Which, honest, I, I hate to say this, <laughs> I only watch it. That's the only time I watch it.
2: It's <laughs> yeah. during think the I tournament. Watched some
1: Westerns I didn't even know it some, existed. Yeah, I know. Uh, but that is, a, like
2: you said, a great day uh, that weekend. I remember in college, we would get in trouble because we would always skip out. That, oh, oh. And uh, go good. to the local establishment. Well, well uh, you know,
1: um, <laughs> my, you know, good, some good friends uh, uh, really feel like that should be a holiday. Right. Like Thursday and Friday. That and Those the day after the Super Bowl. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And, well, that sort of brings up, I mean, and I heard some people talking about this. Why didn't the Super Bowl just play it on Saturday? Right. Right. Why not just play it on Saturday? I guess, again, it's money. Well, One more day to get money. And, you know, they have all that crazy stuff they do. I guess people, people usually feel like they, yeah. they're doing other things on Saturdays yeah. or something. But yeah. you're right. The Monday after the Super Bowl, nobody, nobody is paying any, anybody. People who don't even care about basketball are paying no attention because everybody's got an office pool. Everybody right. has done a bracket, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and you're interested to see if these, you know, are there going to be big upsets? That's the thing. What, what happens with me so often is I forget who I picked. Right, <laughs> and I start watching a game, and there's an upset brewing, and I'm like, "Oh, I'm pulling for the underdog. Yeah. I'm pulling for that, you know, nobody." Yeah. And then I realize, "Oh, that shot my bracket, you yeah. know." But uh, that, that's, that's all right. a fun time. Oh, it, it absolutely is. So we're looking forward to that. Hope you will put that on your schedule, Thursday, March twenty first, um, at the Plaza Bar and Lounge. So, um, so yeah, uh, we we're, we were talking a little bit about the the new rules proposals, which make make a lot of sense. I mean. Uh, there, there are things that I'm sure coaches, coaches will absolutely not mind any of those three proposals, the, um, the helmet communication, the tablets on the sidelines, or the two-minute warning. Right. I agree with you. I think
2: they're all three good rules. Uh, be interesting uh, how, how they go about. Uh, hopefully, they'll have a chance to use it maybe this spring to get used to it. And then I'm sure they'll use it in practice every day, which, you know, will help. And so it won't
1: be just something completely new on game day. All right. Uh, I I said we would keep up with this. Um, Auburn has canceled the game tonight, postponed the baseball game for tonight against UConn. They had first uh, wanted to try to move it back, hope the rain would be out of here and they'd be able to play. Uh, Auburn baseball now set for a doubleheader tomorrow starting at 1 o'clock. And, Don, you were just looking at the weather a yeah. little while ago, I believe there's a chance of rain early in the morning. Mm-hmm. At least the last time I looked, there was a chance of rain early in the morning, but then clearing out and should be okay for the rest of the day.
2: Yeah, it says the high of 69 tomorrow, yeah. which I is mean, not bad. Which
1: is about 20 degrees, or at least 20 degrees mm-hmm. warmer than it ever got today. I don't think it ever got out of the 40s today. So not a good day to be playing um, outside, anything outside today. So... Yeah. Auburn baseball uh, postponing tonight's game against UConn. Butch Thompson had said yesterday he's going to go with the same rotation, so it'll be Chase Alsup in game, I would assume, game one. Of course, they're both going on Saturday, so it doesn't really matter, but um, Chase Alsup and Joseph Gonzalez getting the starts for Auburn tomorrow um, against UConn in that doubleheader that starts at one. So, so, I mean, they were hoping to, uh, you know, uh, try to not – hopefully try to play a game tonight and uh, but now you've got you have quite a few folks I know that have tickets to both baseball and basketball mm-hmm. and Bruce Pearl was saying a little earlier look students are uh, you know don't know how many students are going to be here because right. of spring break right right mm. uh, and he was encouraging all the students who are here to to attend and encouraging folks that were in town for baseball or softball he said Hey, if you're out in the, you know, if you're if you if you've got a little extra time, stop by and see if there's standing room or there's right. some tickets available, right. or go online and and uh, and check and see if some folks. Speaking of that, uh, Tex just texting in that he has tickets for this weekend. He's got tickets for all three games. So uh, if you if you would like tickets to either game of the doubleheader tomorrow or Sunday. Uh, we, can, uh, we can set you up and put you in touch with Tex, and he can uh, digitally get you those tickets. So, uh, so, so yeah, we'll, we'll attempt to do that. Again, um, I'm the only one here answering the phone and running the board. So we're going to have to do some things like, uh, whoops, well, not like that. I was gonna attempt to just go ahead and bring them on live and bring bring up a caller live. So if I just hung up you a, hung up on you a second ago, <laughs> let's uh, let's see if we can't. Uh, there we go. Let's see if we can't just uh, get to the phones. Hi, go ahead. You're on. You're on the uh, the drive. Hey, how y'all doing today? Doing pretty good. Hey, a uh,
3: couple couple things. Uh, one, um, it, you said something about baseball tickets is that is that still available oh yeah yeah
1: you're the first one that called in yeah we don't have drew here running the board or answering the phone so i'm i'm running the board and uh and uh and, and trying to trying to drive the drive as well so yeah tex tex has some excellent tickets these are behind home plate about halfway up so you couldn't get i would love to take two better a seats to
3: baseball game
1: um, this year um, when, when do you want to go tomorrow or sunday
3: tomorrow is, is tomorrow possible
1: yeah yeah he's he's got he's got tickets for all three games um i'll tell you what uh I tell you what i'm gonna do i will uh i'm gonna put you on hold here in a minute so that i can get your number and then yes, i'll sir. get i'll get uh i'll get text uh in touch with with you and he can uh he can transfer you those tickets
3: Okay, uh, and while, while I'm on here, uh, yeah. I was just was wondering if you had any, you know, I know there's not a lot of news uh, for spring practice or football, but if you've heard anything that's maybe not not being, you know, in the in a, in a, in a an online uh, article that you've heard, you know, quarterback race or anything, who's this guy's doing this or or anything, because you maybe uh, touch on that uh, in a minute.
1: Oh yeah, sure, um, and and you know, honestly. I mean, the, uh, um, there, there isn't a whole lot of news because they've only practiced two times. Right. now, And we, we got a chance to go out there and watch a little bit on day one. I, I, honestly, I, I'll admit, I haven't had a chance to talk to anybody who was at practice yesterday. Um, but we, we did get a chance to talk to some of the players. So we heard some of the young guys who have really uh, caught people's eye and, and been able to step up. And, you know, obviously there was talk about Walker White, the quarterback, uh, on, on day one. But just talking with some of the players yesterday, um, I, I really like what we've heard about a couple of defensive linemen, Amaris Williams and Jamonte Waller. Those guys have been very impressive, according to their peers, their teammates, there uh, during the, the winter workouts. And uh, both, I'm trying to think, Jason Jones and Eugene Asante both said that uh, those were two guys that they thought didn't appear to be way behind when they got out there. And that's something positive, right. Don, Yes, when a freshman in his first day of practice doesn't appear lost. Exactly. That's a good sign. Exactly. Uh, that's what
2: you worry about as a coach. You know, the big eyes, the wide eyes, the just the thinking too much, not reacting, So that's a positive uh, comment from those guys. And I heard the same thing, that, and I know Coach was really pleased with the tempo, Mm -hmm. the excitement. There wasn't a lot of standing around. Everybody seemed excited, and that's a
1: positive, too. Now, I will tell you there there has been uh, one position move, at least uh, that they are looking at right now early on. Joe Phillips, the linebacker from Tuskegee, Mm -hmm. is getting work. We saw him out there working with the edges, the – Uh, You know, the rush ends. And when we were talking with Eugene Asante yesterday, um, asked him about the young guys, and he talked about DJ Barber and Demarcus Riddick. Uh, I mean, he said um, DeMarcus thinks he's the fastest linebacker out there and gave a little look like, yeah, yeah. He, we, we got to see if he's faster than I am. But he talked about DJ being a guy that he, he really felt was going to be a downhill linebacker, a guy that's going to be, um, you know, a guy that you will notice the impacts. But he mentioned that Joe Phillips, he said Joe Phillips had been with us, but he's out working He's going to be a defensive end now, so there's a guy yeah. to watch there uh, on the defensive side. Offensively, obviously, Cam Coleman is the first name yeah. that everybody talks about because I mean, you look at him and he looks like uh, I've heard people say he'll remind you of LSU receivers. He'll remind you of the old Miss receivers that mm-hmm. Hugh Freeze had. I mean, right. the big, big, tall, lanky, athletic yeah. guys that can run can mm-hmm. really go up. And as a matter of fact, um, Peyton Thorne – uh, was talking with us and said the cam's ability to track the ball to see where to know where the ball is in the air, and that's something. If you watched him or saw any of the highlights of him in high school, you knew that that is something that he has, and it's that's that's just God-given right. innate ability to be able to do that. You can't teach people no. that you know when you're turning and the ball's going a different way to be able to adjust yeah. and and somehow. Go up and get the ball. Yeah,
2: he's special, and you could see that in high school. And uh, you're right, that is God-given. That cannot be learned in the in the meeting room or in practice. That's just a
1: natural instinct that the great ones have. So mm-hmm. that is very encouraging. And then the other thing I would say that uh, there was a lot of talk about is I think that uh, uh, both both Coach Freeze and uh, the players seemed really impressed with Percy Lewis the Mississippi State offensive tackle transfer, uh, both. I mean, yeah, he is a giant. He is a giant. But every one of them said he's so much quicker than you think mm-hmm. someone that size should be. Great feat. Yeah, so that's, that's a few of the pointers. We've got some Hugh Freeze audio. We have some Butch Thompson audio. Again, Auburn baseball has been postponed for tonight. Doubleheader tomorrow. And uh, we still have a pair of tickets for tomorrow and a pair of tickets for Sunday, courtesy of our good friend Tex. We're going to get to our bottom-of-the-hour break, and uh, we will will continue. We'd love for you to join in. 334-321-1390, as we're just a quarter of the way done here on the Friday Drive.
0: Now, more of The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com.
1: Welcome back into the Friday Drive. It's Bill and Don, Coach Don Dunn, alongside here. On the Friday edition of the Drive, hope everybody doing well. On what has been a wet and chilly. I mean, it, this is one of those where, I mean, when you get wet, you stay you're cold and you stay cold because it just the cold just uh, you know sinks in even more when it's yeah, wet. The same chilled to the bone. Yeah, no kidding. So no baseball tonight, as that has been postponed. A doubleheader tomorrow, starting at one. So that will mean. Um, We'll have to check and see exactly where everything I would imagine, but I'll, I'll double-check before we do that. Uh, but 1 o'clock, doubleheader baseball, 3 o'clock, basketball, mm-hmm. and I know that'll be uh, 2.30 with the pregame over on Wings ninety four three. Speaking of basketball, um, Bruce Pearl met with the media earlier today, and uh, we'll see if we can't let you uh, hear some of his comments as the Tigers get ready for Mississippi State. Well, it doesn't want to play. <laughs> uh, yeah, Jacob was saying that there was a, there he was had a trouble, he said. trouble. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, it just uh, doesn't want to unpause. Um, I can I can uh, hit some of the highlights of what, uh, what Bruce had to say a little earlier today, but, yeah, it's not a touchscreen. Um, Mississippi State coming in. I mean, they had been one of the hottest teams in the league, um, you know, coming down the stretch, and, and they're the team right now that appears to be the 7th SEC team that uh, would would be in the NCAA's. You know, all year long seemed like bracketology had had eight or nine SEC teams in. Now uh, there's some that are that are thinking it's it could be only six. I I still think seven. When I look at uh, are right, you've got Tennessee and Alabama that are tied for the top of the league. Uh, then South Carolina. South Carolina has the most wins of any team in the SEC. They're twenty three and five. Mm-hmm. But you have Six teams that already have 20 wins in the SEC. Tennessee's 22 and six, Alabama 20 and eight, South Carolina 23 and five, uh, Auburn 21 and seven, Florida and Kentucky both 20 and eight, and then Mississippi State is 19 and nine. Mm-hmm. So that is the seventh team. Ole Miss had been the uh, the next team, but they have really struggled down the stretch. Uh, they've lost three straight right now, and I'm, and you know they built up. A very impressive uh, record early on. Remember, they came into conference play unbeaten. They were 18 and three at one point. So they've lost six of their last uh, six of their last seven, three straight and six of seven. Mm. So they appear to be on the outside looking in. It would take them really getting hot. They're also three games under 500 in conference play with three games to play. So I would say they're a long shot. LSU is one game under 500 in the conference, but they're just 15 and 13 overall. Right. And then Texas A&M was a team that a lot of people thought would be better back in the preseason. It's been a disappointing year for Buzz and Texas A&M. Six and nine in conference, fifteen and thirteen overall. So I mean, those teams are going to need to probably win the SEC tournament. Right. Ole Miss might be able to get in by making it to the championship mm-hmm. game, but I think uh, LSU and A&M would need to win it. But mm-hmm. Mississippi State, I think, still has a legit shot. And if they beat Auburn, they will have swept the Tigers. They will have guaranteed themselves at least 500 in the regular season. Mm That would be their ninth win if they – if they can beat Auburn tomorrow, so it's a huge game for Mississippi State.
2: Yeah, it is, and you know they 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 had Kentucky. They uh, let Kentucky back in that game the other night at home. I know that was a devastating loss. They're physical. They were throwing Kentucky's guys around just physical. Oh yeah, no kidding. The heck out of them.
1: Well, I mean, with with mm-hmm. Tolu Smith and Matthews, mm-hmm. they've just got they've got a couple of uh, very physical guys inside. So um, that that's going to be quite a challenge. But like Bruce, uh, like Bruce was mm-hmm. saying. Auburn held Tolu Smith to nine points in Starkville. Yeah, that's and weird. and it's, and uh, you know you would you would have thought anyone would have thought, hey, Janai Broom, Dylan Cardwell mm-hmm. hold Tolu Smith to nine points. Auburn's winning that ball game, mm-hmm. but like I said, that was the first game that Josh Hubbard. Um, I mean, he he had been, I believe, he was their leading or number two scorer coming into the first meeting between these teams over in Starkville, but he'd been coming off the bench. Mm-hmm. And he got the start that day, had a very good game against Auburn. He dropped 34 against Kentucky the mm-hmm. other night. Uh, and, and and one of the things Bruce Pearl was saying is, you know, he's very capable of having a Dalton Connect kind oh. of night. Wow. and And that's what... You know that's, of course, what Auburn saw mm-hmm. the other night, and this guy's a freshman. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think he is your SEC freshman of the year, but uh, that's going to be the challenge for Auburn there because he's he's a guy that uh, uh, you know is going to be a challenge for the Auburn guards. Mm-hmm. Uh, Auburn's going to have to really be concerned with him as well as the inside, with uh, again with with Tolo Smith and Cameron Matthews. Uh, Matthews has been. He he's been more than a handful for most teams for positions. That's why I think it's it's very important that Jalen Williams is back. Yeah. And I asked I asked Coach Pearl about Jalen, and he said he's hundred percent good. Uh, he said they, they wouldn't have played him the other night if they were concerned. He looked really good just on you know on, on the video the other night. Didn't look like he was favoring anything, and I, I thought he really had a good ball game. And and uh, as a matter of fact. Um, you know that's probably that's probably the first game that you could say Jalen played well, and Auburn didn't win. Probably all year long. Yeah, for sure. Um, so it's it's very very good to have him back, and you know just wondering it's funny that uh, again we, we'll continue seeing if we can uh, get the audio to work. But one of the things he 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 brought up something that that uh, Dan and I had just mentioned yesterday with Dylan Cardwell. Is like, well, with Jalen back, is the the big lineup with Jay with uh, Janai and Dylan both in the game at the same time. Is that gone? And Dylan said, Yeah, probably so, even though he liked it. <laughs> and Bruce mentioned it today. He said, you know, with Janai uh at the four offensively and then Dylan at the four defensively, he really liked what that gave them against certain teams. But I don't know that you'll see that tomorrow against Mississippi State. So, yeah. Um, but, but I mean, it does. It um, Auburn's going to need Jalen to play well. They're going to need Cheney Johnson to play well. They're going to need Jannai to play well. And Auburn's going to need to stay out of foul trouble and handle Josh Hubbard as as best they can tomorrow afternoon. Again, I uh, want to let you know. Let's see. Uh, news of the day, baseball has been postponed. They will play a doubleheader tomorrow starting at 1. Um, we have baseball tickets courtesy of our good friend, Tex. Uh, we gave away a pair for tomorrow. He has another pair. Uh, since, since the Friday game was postponed, either the Friday or Saturday tickets will work for, uh, for tomorrow. So we have another pair of tickets for tomorrow. You could use those for either game. So, I mean, if you want to go to baseball, if you're going to basketball and you want to go to baseball beforehand, you can do that. If you, want, if you, have, if you have basketball tickets and you thought, well, maybe I'd go to baseball after basketball, you can do that. <laughs> so if you'd like tickets for either tomorrow or Sunday's uh, wrap-up mm-hmm. against UConn. And UConn, look, UConn is a team that has been to regionals each of the last two years. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're a very good team. Um, Northeastern baseball program. I mean they they are a good program period, but they're one that, you know, folks in the Northeast know that this this is a good baseball program. Yeah, so, and the weather's not going to affect them either. No, you're right. You're right. Cool I mean, if, well today, the thing is they're not playing in it today and tomorrow yeah. 69's going to feel balmy <laughs> yeah, to them to those guys. <laughs> so uh yeah, so if you'd like baseball tickets, you can just call in 334-321-1390. That is the uh, Drive Hotline sponsored by Skybar and uh we'll get you set up where techs can get in touch with you and get you those tickets digitally. Um, let's see, to to football, I mentioned a few of the things uh, on the air. Uh, yeah, Brody had called in and wanted the baseball tickets, but was just wondering about some of the news from practice. Don't really have any news from yesterday because we spent time with Coach Freeze and five of the players before they went out for their second practice but it was interesting listening to some of the vets talk about the younger guys that had caught their eye during the winter workouts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that's where uh, it, 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 it was uh, funny. We had three offensive players. They were Peyton Thorne and then two tight ends, Luke Deal and Rivaldo Fairweather. And then on defense, we had Jason Jones and Eugene Asante. So you had guys from different parts just talking about some of the younger guys. Peyton, of course – uh, was, talk, talked, was talked about Walker White and Hank Brown. Um, and, and, you know, I know a lot of folks have already decided if he can or can't be the quarterback this year, I'd say, let's see. This is, you know, Peyton Thorne didn't get to go through spring last year. And I do not know. He hinted at something yesterday, and uh, I don't think anybody pressed him on it, but talked about being fully healthy and going through spring, and also knowing his teammates and the additional talent that there is at his disposal offensively this year. And Coach Freeze said um, he thought Peyton had done an incredible job with leadership in the offseason, and he said uh, it's Peyton's job to lose but he's got to compete every day. They're gonna they are tracking everything that every quarterback does, not just in practice, but you know, in the in the film room and in meetings and and everything. They they want to um you know have the complete picture on every quarterback. So Peyton Thorne knows that, yeah, he's he's the first man up. But if things don't go well, then then, then somebody else is gonna get that shot. But I, I thought it was I, I thought it was interesting and maybe a little telling that he was one of the first guys that got sent out there to talk to the media as well. So that tells me they do like what they've seen from him here in the off season. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, I, I heard I heard you guys.
2: I think you had Coach on maybe yesterday or talking about that. Yeah, they're, what they're doing—they're charting everything, like you said, every throw, every read. Every handoff uh, in the meetings, how they conduct themselves, how they learn. And uh, that does show that they right now he's a leader, and he's the number one guy. And uh, like you said, he's under a microscope, which is good. Competition is good, and uh, hopefully he'll, he'll keep
1: uh, doing what he's doing. But it sounds like they're pleased with him right now. We need to get to our final break here of hour number one. Love for you to join in, 334-321-1390. Uh, man, As we said, there's so many different things going on. Love to hear from you here on the Friday Drive.
0: Let's get back to the drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com.
1: I almost forgot. I have to push the button to turn my mic on, Bill. <laughs> yeah, welcome back into The Drive here on this Friday. It's not that I'm just rusty. It's like I'm trying to see if I can get this audio over here to work. I'm checking a couple of other things. Um, uh, just compliments to, uh, to Drew when he's running the board. Dan mm-hmm. ran it yesterday. Uh, it's just uh, at times a little difficult. I'm trying to look up a couple of things as well because I knew softball had been already canceled for today against Northwestern. They're going to uh, play tomorrow at 3 o'clock over at uh, Jane Moore Field. Baseball has been canceled postponed from this evening. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's a difference. in Cancel usually means you're not going to make it up. Postponed means you are. Baseball uh, is postponed. Doubleheader tomorrow, starting at 1 o'clock. And we have a couple of tickets, courtesy of our good friend Tex. Uh, Some seats right behind home plate. And uh, since today's game was canceled, either Friday or Saturday, tickets will work for tomorrow. If you'd like tickets for either tomorrow or Sunday, just give us a call, 334-321-1390, and we'll, uh, we'll get Tex uh, in touch with you, and, and he'll be able to get you those tickets digitally. Um, <laughs> I've been trying to see if I can figure how to get the, the audio to work over here on our interviews. And, nope, I still haven't figured it out. I thought I did. thought I had it done. I will get, th- I will get this figured out before we are done today. But right now, we're going to do something that is, that is always fun, uh, and that is going to the phones cold. And, hey, you're on the drive.
4: Hey, Bill. How's it going, man?
1: Pretty good. Who's this?
4: Uh, this is Mark in Auburn. I'd like to have this Sunday ticket.
1: Sure. Sure, I'll tell you what, Mark. Okay. Um, uh, uh, what I will do is, I'm going to need to keep you on. We've got about three minutes or so that you don't have to talk the whole time, but I'll keep you on on the line so that I can get your info, so that techs can get in touch with you and get you those tickets.
4: Sounds yeah, that sounds great. I hope. Um, what do you think about? I mean, I know Mississippi State had an extra day's rest, and that's a, such a tough. I mean, quite. The team played so well at Tennessee. Uh, I mean, they exerted a lot of uh, not, a lot of energy in that one.
1: Yeah, um, and and you know, Bruce what was. Did, how you feeling? What? That, what's your vibe? That that's a that's a really good question. Auburn. I'll tell you what. Normally, I would be most. Most times, I'd be really concerned about this because you expended so much energy. You got Jalen back. You played well. I mean, 84 points on the road against a good Tennessee defense and not winning got to be something that's disheartening, but I really like what we've seen from this team. Anytime there has been a bump in the road, they have bounced back and bounced back very strongly. So, I mean, the fact that it's at uh, at Neville tomorrow afternoon, and despite the fact that, you know, a good, good number of students are gone, I still think the jungle's going to be hopping. Uh, I, I think they'll be ready to go. If this one were on the road, I'd be scared to death. I would think uh, that there's not much chance. But with it being at home, uh, I, I still think the, the, the loss to Kentucky at home still burns them, still is a burr under their uh, – uh, un- under their seat. So nah I think they'll. I think they'll play well. And I think I do think Jalen being back helps them. They've got a lot of guys that have played an awful lot of basketball that know how important this ball game is.
4: I see. I've got to give it up for Janae. You know, not only does he score more, I think he scores more efficiently than Connect. He has, He does things that Connect does. Connect doesn't have any. I mean, doesn't pass the ball. Uh, he doesn't have the assists no, Jana has. Certainly not the rebounds. I mean, I, I love the passes. I mean, the passes that Jana has for a big man. And uh,
1: yeah, wow. I mean it's it, it it's it's a great stat, but it's uh, uh, it's not one that you want to see your center leading the team in assists like he did the other night against no. Uh, Tennessee.
4: No, but I and I, I you know I just I don't know I I, I think in tournament basketball I. I kind of would rather have the makeup we have. It just seems like Tennessee, when you have a player that you depend on that heavily, um, I mean, he has a little bit of an off night. Auburn wins that game, yeah. But they, they were relying on him so much because I,
1: I just they they just got such good guards, and that's usually what is so important in the uh, in, in the NCAA tournament with. With the uh, Ziggler and, and Viscovey who really didn't do anything at all offensively mm-hmm. the other night. Should have fouled out, by the way, uh, on yeah. that on okay. that three point attempt by Jalen. But uh, but oh, no the doubt. fact that they have that kind of situation there at guard, and it's not like their big guys are a liability. I don't know. I, I I think Tennessee Tennessee's a scary matchup, but yeah, if they start leaning on Connect too much, that could be bad. I tell you what, hang on, Mark. Uh Uh, uh, I'm going to put you on hold. I'll get your info and we'll get you those Sunday tickets. And we are halfway done here on the Friday drive. Love for you to join in as we head into hour number two.
0: live from auburn the sports capital of alabama this is the drive The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. And online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email thedrive at ESPNAU.com.
1: Welcome in to hour number two on the Friday Drive. Man, it is, uh, I said a while ago, oh, the rain appeared to be... uh, slacking up a little bit. No, 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 no. It is picked up and uh, yeah it is it's uh it's not pouring but it's it's raining pretty hard right now on this cold and wet and nasty Friday afternoon. Hope everybody doing well. I hope you if you you know you don't have to be out and about. Hope you don't have to. If you do or if you're on your way home be careful. I mean this is this is where you may not see that uh, that big puddle. And we've had a decent amount of rain. Mm-hmm. So just be careful if you have to be out and about here on this uh, Friday afternoon. It's Bill Coach Don Dunn here in the studio. Dan has Troy women's basketball. Drew um, is uh, down in Florida, as are so many students. It is spring break. Really feels like spring break now, doesn't it? Hey, it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna warm up. I believe it's gonna be around seventy tomorrow, seventy five on Sunday, so the weather is gonna be warming back up. And it looks like the the rain should be out of here before uh, before lunchtime tomorrow. Did want to let you know that as was the situation with Auburn softball, they've gone ahead and canceled their uh, their game against Northwestern um, earlier. Auburn has postponed. Their game against UConn tonight. Auburn baseball has postponed the six o'clock game against UConn tonight and will now play a doubleheader starting at one o'clock tomorrow. Then they'll wrap things up on Sunday. Auburn basketball, huge game tomorrow afternoon at three o'clock against Mississippi State. Um, As Auburn fighting to it, you know, stay as a high a seed as possible for the NCAA tournament, and of course. what, would like to not have to play early on in the in the SEC tournament. Mississippi State, on the other hand, looking to try to, um, you know, assure themselves of a spot in the field of 68. A sweep of Auburn would go a long way, I would think. Yeah, uh,
2: that would be two big wins on their resume, mm-hmm. and I don't see how they could keep them out. If they keep, you know, winning, uh, I think there's three games left. Right. You look at Tennessee, man, they've got uh, Alabama. Tennessee's is tough, tough, tough. Uh, they had Auburn, Alabama, South Carolina, South Carolina and, Kentucky. and
1: Kentucky. Wow. That's right. So they've got Alabama, South Carolina, and Kentucky game day in Tuscaloosa tomorrow for the uh, game that very well is going to determine the winner of the SEC regular season. Alabama looking for its third conference title in the last four years. 334-321-1390, that is the drive hotline sponsored by Skybar, And let's get to it. And Terry gets us started. Hey, Terry.
3: Hello, Bill. And uh, Coach John. how are you all today?
1: Good, thanks.
3: Bill, nice to be joined us this week.
1: Well, I had, uh, (laughs) for the first time, and and I'd always wondered about this, my wife had gotten uh, summons to jury duty, I think, four times. I'd never gotten one (laughs) until I decided I was going to retire. And that was your curse right there. I guess. And the first time they wanted me to do it was when we'd already scheduled that cruise in January. And I said Hopefully. no. I'm not going to be able to make that one. So that's where it was. I, I and and I, I'll say, unfortunately, because I mean, if you're going to be summoned, I, I thought it would be interesting to see what it's like to actually sit through a trial. But I never got never got selected for a jury. So uh, so you're yeah, my my trial. time my time was done um, by you know late Wednesday afternoon.
3: Okay.
1: Well, uh, At least you got it of the way now. Yeah. Well, i, <laughs> um, I that, well that. Just because you have doesn't mean you're like I said. Uh, I know my wife's been been selected four times. Four times so <laughs> yeah. I just guess that means well I'm over one. That's all.
3: <laughs> I know basketball is a big discussion right now. But did you guys hear Hugh Freeze's uh, presser for the spring?
1: Yeah, I was there. As a matter of fact, got to ask him a couple of the questions okay. yesterday. What did you think?
3: I, I thought it was interesting. Uh, I, I thought you know. Yeah, I think Peyton Thorne has got the, he's the the leg up on the quarterback, but I, I really believe that there's a chance he may not be the starter because Auburn has surrounded him with enough talent to where he better be good, and if everybody around him improves the offensive line, the running backs, the receivers are going to be better. We know that. Oh, yeah. He better step it up. Well, They're we, not going to accept average to below average play.
1: No, no, and Peyton knows that, and we, we talked to Peyton yesterday as well, and uh, he said, look, uh, you know, he's he's known he's known most years that, it's not just given to him. He's going to have to go out and go out and uh, earn the job. And that's what Hugh said yesterday. He said, it's his job to lose, but he's going to have to do it. He's going to have to, you know, he's going to have to work to keep that job. And there's a better quarterback room. There's definitely better talent around him. So the expectation is, all right, you've been through it. You understand what Hugh Freeze wants. You're now going through spring practice. Uh, Let's, let's see how you do.
3: And Bill, do you think there's added pressure because of the, the talent that's surrounding him now, uh,
1: probably. But uh, the you know, the, the, there's going to be on anybody. Uh, the the thing is, let's see how he handles it.
3: That's true. That's true. Better offensive line, better running backs, and certainly more talented receiver. Let's be honest. But hey, we'll see.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, I yeah. don't
3: think Holden gurner is going to be there after the spring build. You, you and Coach don't agree with that?
1: You know, I really don't know. Holden didn't have a great bowl game, and I know that uh, Coach Freeze brought up Hank Brown, who, uh, you know, this was interesting. Tuesday afternoon, we got, we got let go in time enough for me to get over, and I, I was able to watch the 30-minute window or so that we had, and the wind was blowing like crazy. But I thought Hank Brown had better ball placement. I mean, it was one of those situations, at least while we were watching and the wind was blowing, when he got the ball, receiver would turn, the ball would, like, be there in their hands. Uh, he, doesn't have, he doesn't have the strongest arm of the four. He probably has the least strong arm. The other guys all have pretty strong arms. I mean, Walker White does have a cannon. He overshot a couple of guys. It looked like a little too much adrenaline. Um, but I thought all four looked good throwing the ball, but I, it, I, I don't know if it was just um, you know intentional or there wasn't anything really to mention. Nobody asked about Holden. Sometimes... You know, sometimes you'll you'll see some quotes from a press conference, and if a player doesn't get asked about, that doesn't mean that the coach isn't thinking about them, but they may only respond when they're asked specifically about players. But he did bring up Hank Brown on his own.
3: Now, I kind of got the impression with uh, Walker White that that's the guy he's going to want down the line when he gets a couple more recruiting classes behind him.
1: Well, Walker has, I mean, he's... He, He's what you want when you, when you want to build a quarterback. He's a big, strong, physical guy. Now, I heard you a little earlier, Terry, he's not a four-five guy. Walker is not a super speed guy, but he's, he's strong enough and agile enough to be able to avoid pressure and pick up some yards if need be. His, but his thing is going to be it's his arm. That, that, that is the, the – uh, I mean – the most outstanding trait that you'll see right now on him is, man, that's a howitzer he's got.
3: Well, actually, Bill, when I said that, four or five guys—that's what his high school coach say.
1: Yeah, I don't believe that. Um, I think he moves well. I think he moves pretty well for a for a quarterback of of his size, six three, six four, you know, two ten or so. About right now, he he moves, I he moves that tall. Yeah, yeah, he's he's definitely. Uh, uh, he looks every bit as tall as Peyton.
3: I thought it was more like a 6162.
1: Guy. No, 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 no. No, he's a little taller than that. Okay. Appreciate it, guys. You have a good one. All right, Terry. Appreciate Thank you calling 334-321-1390. That is the drive hotline sponsored by Skybar. And we're here in hour number two of the drive, which is brought to you as usual by the good folks at the orthopedic clinic, East Alabama's go-to center for orthopedic care, with locations in Auburn and Opelika on the web at orthoclinic.com. Uh, I, let's see, I'm trying to think if um, I have not been able to get the, uh, some of this audio over here to work, but I know I have a couple of interviews on my phone. So, what we may do here in a little bit is I will, uh, I'll set this up with another one of the mics and we'll let you hear some of the, the player interviews from yesterday. 334 321 1390. And uh, let's get back to the phone. Hi, who have we got? This is Bill. Hey, Bill, how are you doing? Fine.
5: Hey, listen, I wanted to ask Coach Dunn, and I don't mean to, to uh, pass you by, Bill, but I oh, wanted no. to, since you That's got to. Oh, That's why Coach he's Dunn here.
1: Got, got, we have an expert here, <laughs> yeah. not just somebody oh, exactly. who. Can well, you're an expert
5: at radio, and Coach Dunn's an expert at football. <laughs> so, Coach Dunn, I was wondering, you know, the. Uh, the young men that you coached, you know, when you came in with with Coach Tubbs and up to the time you left, are the freshmen? I, I was. I think Bill said something earlier in the, in the show about um, some of the young freshmen were looking really good. Uh, I think the kids North Carolina and I can't, the Waller kid
6: mm-hmm. are
5: the kids now. In your opinion, are they much more, let's say, game ready? than they would have been, say, in uh, the year when you and and Tubbs came in and so forth so on.
2: I, I don't think so at the lineman positions, Bill, but I would say the quarterbacks and receivers are probably a little ahead of what we had. Because of all the seven on sevens, mm-hmm. all the all the things that go on uh, during the year now, these travel clubs where they all they do is throw and catch. So I would say the quarterbacks and receivers and some DBs are probably more uh, more head, but I I think it's individually with the D lineman and O linemen. I think uh, every once in a while you'll get a kid that's ready to go. You know he's mature enough, he's strong enough, he's mentally tough enough uh to 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 step in as a, a lineman. but i would definitely say that the quarterbacks and receivers are ahead of what we we experienced
5: so the so what you're saying the the defensive down guys that the, the tackles the guys are get the dirt they're it's not that much different than it was when you were there N-
2: no i don't think so i think each individual's is a, a a unique situation some of them are ready some of them are
1: not and, right. I, I, and I, go go ahead i'm sorry i didn't mean to jump in
2: no i'm
5: right. but so what you're saying coach dunn is it's far and few between when you get a, a guy that can get down in a, in a tackle position and make a uh, offensive and defensive uh yeah. can make a difference as a or can make an impact to the freshman
2: yeah it's very unusual but it does happen uh but They're hard to find, and everybody's after
1: those guys. Oh no, no question. Oh yeah, I I would think that uh, Don, that you can, you can get some help and 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 start you know start getting some some time limited time on the defensive front as a lineman. It's tougher on the offensive line because you need the chemistry. Right. Of the same five, if yes. you can, there. So it's less, yeah. it's even less likely, I think, that you're going to see. Uh, when when you see those true freshmen that are starting on the offensive line, it's one of two things. Either they are really exceptional, or that team really needs, needs them. a player yes. at that spot. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Not very good. That's true.
5: So <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, you know, I'm going to, and I know the bowl game, and I went to the bowl game, and and, and Peyton Thornton, didn't have a very good game up there but he needed a lot of people right so it wasn't just him I mean, you know, I don't know what the intensity level was and so forth and so on who wanted to be or who who didn't but uh, I've just got three of them this uh, the second year with him being able to know the the personals around them their capabilities and know the system the coach and what coach uh, Freeze wants I think it'll make a difference and I'm hoping that he has a good year i think he's a good good kid and then the, the, and you know i just really would like to see him succeed and then walker White, obviously in my opinion is, is probably going to be the next guy up but who knows you know it could all change
1: appreciate the call bill 334-321-1390 i mean here's something to think about uh i, th- I think there were some people at the We're a little surprised that Peyton Thorne is back. Yeah. I mean, he could have transferred. He could have been eligible anywhere. He's a grad student. He's a grad transfer. He could transfer again. Yeah, I I think he'll have a good year. I hope so. Uh,
2: A lot of pressure, and uh, he's got better parts around him
1: now. Oh no, no and, uh, question about that. He has an experienced much more experienced offensive line. I think you're, you know, the the expectation is Dylan Wade slides in from left tackle to left guard mm-hmm. with Percy Lewis there at the left tackle. Connor Lou is a guy that got better and better as a freshman. He was one of those exceptions. Yep, yep. Last year, I mean, a true freshman center? Whew. Uh, I mean, he he was playing well down the stretch. Yeah, I mean, you just expect
2: him to improve more and more. Oh yeah, he'll he'll get better. That that's a tough position because like we talked last week, he's got a call. Out the fronts, recognize the safety, the Mike linebacker set the protections, and he did that as a freshman. That's that's impressive.
1: Oh yeah, no doubt about it. But I mean, the offensive line should be better. Yep. they've added more. Hey, I, I, two or three people have already commented on Robert Lewis. You know, we—I uh, mean—all the focus obviously has been on Cam Coleman, and and then someone, Bryce Kane, the super speedster, right. who's coming in wearing wearing Javaris Johnson's old number. Yeah. Um, but Robert Lewis is a player. That Peyton Thorne, Hugh Freeze, uh, as a matter of fact, uh, I believe it was Asante. Also, when he was asked about guys on the other side, all mentioned Robert Lewis, yeah, the uh, Georgia State transfer. Yeah. So uh, I, you know, there there are more, uh, there, there are more tools in right. the in the box, yeah,
2: if and, you will. For and the that makes uh, for your the quarterback. quarterback, better. Oh yeah,
1: believe me. 334-321-1390. <laughs> 3, 3, three two one thirteen ninety. We'll get to our first break of our number two love for you to join in hey don't forget we still have a pair of tickets for auburn connecticut baseball for tomorrow if you'd like those just let us know they are compliments courtesy of our good friend tex and uh he'll get those tickets to you digitally if you'd like to go it's a doubleheader tomorrow so this could be pre-basketball during basketball or post-basketball for tomorrow we're right back here on the friday drive
0: live on The Drive. <laughs> the Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. And online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email us at Drive at ESPNAU.com.
1: Welcome back into The Drive here on this Friday afternoon. It's Bill and Coach Don Dunn here in the studio. We're, we're all comfy and dry. Um if you, if you had to go out and do anything, good luck with that. It's been wet and cold all day. We've already had uh, softball and baseball postponed from today. Auburn softball playing Northwestern tomorrow at 3 o'clock over at Jane Moore Field. Auburn baseball uh, now playing a doubleheader tomorrow against UConn starting at 1 o'clock at uh, Plainsman Park. And, of course, Auburn basketball tomorrow at 3 o'clock hosting Mississippi State. Meanwhile, Auburn football, we've talked a little bit. We had uh, uh, a call just a couple minutes ago and some uh, thoughts on the quarterback situation. And, of course, uh, uh, Peyton Thorne is the incumbent. And Hugh Freeze said it's his job to lose. Well, Peyton was one of the players that we had a chance to spend a little time with yesterday. Thought we'd let you hear some of his comments. First, uh, qu- first answer is in response to Nathan King just asking him about the transition to Derek Nix as offensive coordinator. That's Peyton Thorne, who uh, spent some time with the media just yesterday. Some interesting things. We'll get into those and more. Get to the phones. John, hang on. You're up when we come back for the final half hour of the Friday Drive.
0: knows that a five-star backyard the drive continues. Continues. continues continues the drive with bill cameron and dan peck on espn 1067 online at espnau.com to be a part of the drive call 334-321-1390 toll free at 888-382-7502 or email the drive at espnau.com
1: Welcome back into The Drive here on this Friday evening. Bell Coach Don Dunn, you heard the numbers, 334-321-1390. Don't forget we have, uh, as a reminder, well, I wouldn't say don't forget, you may not have heard. We have a pair of tickets for tomorrow's Auburn, one of the Auburn-UConn games. Well, you may be able to get into both, I'm not sure, but it'll get you into for sure one of the games tomorrow and it's a double header starting at one o'clock so if you want to go pre-basketball during basketball post-basketball we've got a pair of tickets for you just let us know when you call in 334-321-1390 that is the uh, drive hotline sponsored by skybar and we'll get that info to text because they're his tickets and he will get you those tickets let's get to the drive hotline and john has been hanging on hey john Hey,
6: Bill. Hey, Coach. Once again, I want to thank the Sky for (laughs) paying for me to call. (laughs) Um,
1: It's a shame they didn't pay for it. it. No, just we won't go.
6: (laughs) I got a question, and I might have imagined this, but I swear right after the bowl game, I heard that several of the guys on the team had the stomach flu and that Peyton Thorne did not only practice like the first and last day. Did you hear that?
1: Yes, absolutely did. Right after the ball game, there was some talk of that. I don't think they wanted to make that big a deal of it, but, yeah. Uh, they I don't know The if players had looked the weak, weak clue. didn't they? I mean, that that's yeah. the thing.
6: If you've ever had the stomach clue, it takes several days after you're you know after you're sick. It takes a while to get your strength back. Right. So I think that would explain it, but I don't hear any of the experts talking about, you know, everybody bashes Peyton Thorne for his, performance that day and several of the players, but if you had stomach flu, I think that might have something to do with it.
1: Oh, I, I, more than a little to do with it. And and I was really intrigued by one of the things, and I didn't catch it yesterday because they had different players around the room. You could probably hear Luke Deal in the background. He was having fun. Then Eugene Asante was on the other side of the room. So what I did is I set my recorder down there by Peyton, listened for a little bit, then I went to go see what the other players were saying. I had not heard him talk about his footwork. I think that's really interesting that he said – he is going back to the footwork that he was familiar with that he had used when he was at Michigan State that apparently Philip Montgomery had him try to adjust last year. And that's tough for a guy who's been a two-year starter uh, for a Power 5 school to try to change his footwork and, and may have been a reason for you know some of the uh, inefficiencies at times last year.
6: That's 100% correct. Well, I just heard that. You know, I know right after the game, and then I hear all these people bashing them, and I go, "Do they not? Did they not know if they're experts? You would think they would know what a simpleton like me heard. You know, but I don't know if it's correct or not. But I'm glad you confirmed that.
1: Oh so. yeah, yeah. Well, but you know, you know how it is, you know how it is, John. I mean, there's some people though that uh, they, they didn't want him to be the quarterback in the first place, so it didn't matter.
6: Well, and one of my best friends. His favorite player from from Pat Sullivan on, his favorite player on the team is always backup quarterback. Right. Because, and that's kind of the way it is. But, <laughs> all right. Well, listen, I just wanted to call in and say hi and uh, and check on that because I thought I was going crazy because nobody mentions that at all.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm glad you brought it up, John. It's good hearing from you, man. Take care. All right. You too. War Eagle. All right. Three, 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 one, 334 321 He's right. That's something that. Yeah. Uh, but, but, Coaches, you don't want to, when you lose a game, you don't want to make too big a deal of that.
2: Right, you don't want to make excuses, but that is a good excuse. I mean, if you've ever had that situation, it just drains you, it zaps you. You don't you can't
1: practice I mean the thing is the first day or two you're back, I mean yeah. you're you're gassed. I'm talking right. yeah, I'm talking if you have an office job mm-hmm. and you've had something yeah. like that, you come back and you're just you're just yeah. dead tired after a little while. Yeah, you don't sleep, you don't get any rest, you can't
2: concentrate, you probably don't pay attention in the in the meetings like you should because you you just can't physically do it. It just zaps you. It's mm-hmm. just it's unfortunate. You can give all the IVs and everything, but it it takes time to get over something like that. It's very unfortunate. As a coach, that's the biggest fear. Then you worry about going through the team, which it sounded like it did some. Oh yeah. So then you have to isolate these guys, keep them away from meetings, keep them away from from practice, and then that just adds to the the problems.
1: And uh, you know, we we were talking about something during the break. Uh, you, you could probably hear. Uh, Luke Deal hollering across the room yeah. to Eugene Asante who responded back to him. And and Coach Freeze talked about it uh, a little bit with the culture council that he was talking about that the players came up with some things that they wanted to have the players abide by and, and have guidelines and have, you know, some 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 rules for them to be going by. He said he let the players decide those and mm-hmm. then he would let them know if that was just too too much right. or not enough. But I mean he seemed to really uh, really like how his senior leaders and I'd asked him about who some were and he named about a dozen players mm-hmm. yeah. that he felt had really taken strong leadership roles. But one of the things when when uh, when we were talking with Eugene Asante, someone mentioned the the culture council and he goes, Man, you guys have got the real inside scoop. I didn't know anybody outside knew much about that. I guess he didn't realize Coach Freeze had talked about it, but he was talking about, you know, accountability. And that's mm-hmm. one of the things that Coach Freeze talked about is how um, they – they that he and the other experienced players need to let the young players know that they're accountable, but they're accountable to themselves and their teammates and 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 so forth. And I know it's early. I know it was the first day of practice. But you can tell – that the guys just from the first day that we went and watched practice and the ones that were around yesterday, they like each other.
2: Yeah, that's so important. Uh, as we were talking off, off the air, you have to have uh, the respect for each other. You got to like each other. You got to get along. You got to have each other's back. Every good team I've been on or been associated with, we had that good chemistry. Oh, four. I know that was a long time ago. We had, Hard fighting soldiers. Yeah, man. We had the song. We had the T-shirts. We had Everybody got along. Knock on wood, we never had any problems off the field, which is important. Oh, yeah. And I think it's good that Coach has these uh, committees and these organizations. Well, not an organization, but the senior leadership. That makes them feel like they are in charge of mm-hmm. what's going on. And they'll tell you. They'll be honest with you. And uh, I think that's a great idea, and I know Coach Tuberville had – he met with – I'll never forget, every year before the start of practice, he would have all the seniors over to his house for a dinner, just the seniors, nobody else, none of the assistant coaches, nobody but the seniors. They would eat, then they would spend two or three hours just hashing things out, talking, what can we do, what can I do, what can the assistant coaches do, what, we, what can we do to get better? What do we need to cut out? you know, And you'd be surprised. It might be like something at the pregame meal that you wouldn't even think about that they wanted or didn't huh. want. All yeah. the little crazy things that goes into, like you said, Bill, everybody getting along, everybody loving each other, having each other's back, and it just makes it so smooth. And then when you have a little adversity, you know, you got each other's back and you stick together. And like you said, the second year is always better. I don't care. It's the second year is always better. This will be the second year for Coach Freeze. It sounds like everybody likes the new coaches.
1: The comments that he was making on the uh, well, they're they're definitely you know the offense is all on the same page yeah. because it's it's coaches that have been with with Coach Freeze. Exactly, every one of them, whether exactly. it was just last year or in the past with with uh, with with Derek Nix, yeah, uh, at from from Ole Miss the the entire time that Hugh Freeze was there. And what I caught, too, from that interview was they were
2: talking about things that I, I think so important, like finishing the play, attention to detail, mm-hmm. being accountable – that these coaches are making them, you know,
1: finishing running out the route. You know,
2: don't just run five yards. Finish. Oh, it's, it, it drives just me crazy. The little things. It drives
1: me crazy when you can look and you can tell a receiver's not in a play or something right. because he just – Yeah, uh, jogging. A step or yeah. two off yeah. the yeah. line just stands there. And like the quarterback said, even though you're not involved
2: in the route, you got to something – Well, have you know a, what? Sometimes you may be, even though it wasn't planned. Exactly. But you have to carry out – like he said, you have to do your, your job – to maybe pull a safety out of position or have a corner take you a little Mm -hmm. bit farther. All the little things. Coach Majors, I was lucky enough to work with him, and he and Coach Dye were big buddies and a lot alike. And everything (laughs) was, you know, do the little things. And he had a saying, it doesn't catch up to you. To it catches up to you. And I thought he was a <laughs> yep, nut right. back then, but I and I started doing the same thing. And you can't let any little thing go by. If you do, you're gonna get beat. The little
1: things become big things. Exactly. All right. Uh we need to get to our final break of the afternoon. Still got time if you'd like a pair of tickets for Auburn baseball tomorrow against UConn to call in and let us know. 334-321-1390. We're gonna discuss the latest proposal. For the 14-team playoff when we come back to wrap things up here on the Friday Drive.
0: Time to churn up some more yardage on the Drive. Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of the drive, call 334 321 1390. Toll free at 888 382 7502 or email the drive at ESPNAU.com.
1: Welcome back into the drive. Final few minutes here on this Friday evening. Again, uh, looks like uh, the weather is gonna get better over the weekend. Hopefully the rain's out of here before lunchtime tomorrow and everything that's scheduled tomorrow goes off uh, the outs, the outdoor or the indoor because folks are going to be traveling uh, heading heading over to Neville Arena or to Jane Moorefield or to Plainsman Park. and looks like uh, everything should be fine for tomorrow. Wanted to get into a little conversation about the the latest proposal, uh, one of one of the proposals, the SEC and Big Ten, and not surprisingly, they're uh, they're wanting to take care of themselves, and of course, everyone wants to take care of themselves. But the uh, a proposal for the 14-team playoff done is called the 3-3-2-2-1 <laughs> format. Okay, 3-3-2-2-1, and that is 11. That would be three automatic bids to the SEC, three automatic bids to the Big Ten. Two automatic bids to the ACC and Big 12, and one to the highest-ranked group of five team. Now, I can understand why the SEC and Big 10 are doing that. That guarantees they have at least three teams in the 14-team playoff. That leaves you three more wild cards or at-large. So I'm sure the SEC or Big 10 are thinking, hey, we might get five, maybe even six in yeah, one yeah. year. Crazy.
2: Um... I did not know that. I heard the 14 teams, but I didn't know that was the setup. That is very interesting. But, hey, the rich
1: get richer. Well, I mean, I wonder. You, I, I just can't imagine the rest. Everyone other, you know, are, are, they, are, are the votes going to count more for the SEC and Big Ten? Because I can't imagine everyone else going, oh, sure, that's fine. Yeah. We'll uh, concede. Uh, I mean, of course, maybe the Big 12 and the ACC are going, hey, we'll get two. We know yeah. we'll get two, yeah. and, and what that would probably mean is the teams that play for the conference title mm-hmm. are going to be the, but the other thing is, a 14-team playoff, here's what will not pass. A 14-team playoff means two teams get buys, mm. and those two teams in this proposal— one from the SEC, one from the Big Ten, would always get buys. I cannot. Am- There's no way that's going to pass. I-, I would not think so. I- but who knows? But I'm like
2: you. I don't. How in the world would you agree to something like that?
1: Well, I mean, you might agree to the three-three-two-two-one deal, yeah. yeah, if just just to. Uh, I mean, maybe that's what the SEC and the Big Ten were doing. They're tossing all that out and saying, "And we get automatic buys." And when everybody goes no on the automatic buys, maybe they'll say yes to the three-three-two-two-one deal. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, I don't know, but I mean, that is, is, is it interesting. Cra- is it crazy to think that we may only have one year of a twelve-team playoff? Yeah. <laughs> It didn't I mean, not had long. It took you know, so long to get You didn't have it. any. You had two. That wasn't enough. Yeah. You go to four. Yeah. That's not enough. All of a sudden, we go to twelve for one year. Right. It's, I mean, it's crazy. Who knows? Uh, it's been, uh, uh, it's been an interesting day. It's been an interesting week. Yep. Uh, Don, thanks so much for Thank filling you. in so, Thank so much you. this week. Anytime, guys. Oh, absolutely. Thank you. We'll let you know. I, I'm not sure exactly. I think I think Dan's gone toward the end of next week. I'm here, so I, I will let you know. Thank you. All right, uh, but uh, we've had a a fun week, an interesting week. We appreciate all the calls. We're out of time, though. Have a great weekend, everybody. We are out of here. Yeah,
2: I didn't know all that about the fourteen.